morning and welcome to We Are Live. We're live at Midcoast Studio in Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Check out midcoast.media for our company and all of its capabilities. I'm here in St. Louis. My name is Chris Denman. I'm joined in uh, over the stream by the man himself, Mr. Travis Rell. Good morning, Travis. Como estas, Mr. Denman? Hmm. My Spanish is getting better. Casio Ortez there in the room with you. You're trying to show off. Her fine self. That's a fine woman. Mm. Well, <laughs> liberal. We'll get into that. Like her new Green Deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. Uh, the Great American Race is on tap today, but uh, most importantly, we've got a huge, huge annual segment that we do, and it's brought to you by the Stream Queen, Chris Gardner. Good morning, Mr. Gardner. Good morning, gentleman in St. Louis. Good morning, my revolutionary brother in Brooklyn. And good morning, walnuts. Mm, throwing it up for the walnuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. What's this big segment you have worked out? You were tweeting about it last night, Carter. Seventh annual. Seventh annual. Annual MLB Ascot All-Stars. Now, Mr. Gardner, for some of our new people who may be joining the show for the first time this Mm -hmm. year, can you explain to them, what is this list of All-Stars? Okay, so I go through every team's, every Major League Baseball team's 40-man rosters. I did so yesterday afternoon. And I find players' names that I think sounds like they could wear an ascot. Now, to give you an example mm. from years past, the Cardinals had one. He was a bench player, but it doesn't matter what they're, you know, how good they are. It just matters about their name. Ty Wigington. Ty Wigington. Mm, that's was very, a, very, very ascot esque. Yeah. Just has to sound like you can wear an ascot. Think of like there was a lacrosse magazine that puts out the all lacrosse team name in college lacrosse every year. I'm sorry, lax for some of those out there. Um, okay. If you go and search that, you'll get an idea of the type of name we're looking for, like last names of Shackelford or Stanwick, um, things along those lines. But what I do is I go through all 40, all the, all the MLB team's 40-man rosters. I then break it down by league, and I then break it down by position and create a team by position with those names for the National League and American League. And I've done so again this year, the seventh consecutive year I've done so. Do it at the All-Star break every year. Now, did you do that? No, seven now, years. Go ahead, Travis. No, go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, have, you, have any of you ever worn an ascot before? Uh, I have, yes. How'd it go? Um, it was great. It was actually when I first started with you guys. The Yacht Rock uh, extravaganza. Yeah, the Yacht yeah. Rock show. Mm, I remember that. That's right. The mayor of St. Chuck uh, brought one for me. Oh, wow. What a guy. And I still have it. So that might be a little bit of a tease for later on. There oh. might be a wardrobe change oh, boy. in the there, middle of the show. Oh, wow. Oh, there is a visual element to the show now. Yeah. So um, huh. uh, I might have brought something along with me. Well, I'm proud of you for your hard work, Mr. Mm, Gardner, and, uh, and this. But... Uh, It'll be interesting to see who, who makes the cut this year. 
Yeah, um, there's a lot of – if you get on the list, it will be hard to knock you off. But what happens a lot is some of the newer players come in, and also players change leagues. Mm. So then you have to slide new names into certain spots because there are I'll, – I'll, I'll give you one thing this year. I'll tell you this right now. There has been a guy who has traditionally been on the team, a pitcher. J.A. Happ. Mm. He is not on the mm. team this year. Strong. Wow. Strong he got knocked off this year. And I won't tell you who until we get to it. But J.A. Happ, Happ is not on the team this year. I'm curious. So last night uh, I was a judge at the Helium Comedy uh, Club semifinals competition. Travis has done it before. We've done it for every year of its existence. Uh, for his first year, one Randy Carricker of 101 ESPN was uh, mm -hmm. sitting to my left, and we had a quick Chris Gardner chat. Um, did you pull things like this when you were the producer of 101 ESPN? Oh, yeah. For the Fastlane? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we used to put together some weird stuff. But I, one of my favorite things we did there was, uh, remember when uh, Bo Pelini the former Nebraska Cornhuskers head coach had mm. those legendary rants uh, that were caught on tape. A lot of cursing and such. We did a, a lot of bombs. Yeah, I, I wrote a little script and we did a Polini family Christmas, and I still have that somewhere. Uh, so, or no, it was a Polini family Thanksgiving. That's what it was. Mm. And that was, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, sure. we would, we would, I, I don't think I was doing, no, I wasn't doing the Ascot All-Stars at that point. The Ascot All-Stars, actually, it's kind of John Stewart inspired a little bit because I was sitting around drinking with friends one night. Yeah. Um, Which park? I don't know that we were at Which alley? I think we were at friend's parents' house. Okay. And so we're sitting around drinking and someone's telling a story, uh, talking about somebody. I can't remember the person's name, but then they brought up the fact that John Stewart said that that person sounds like they could wear an ascot. So that led us down a conversation of creating different teams like NFL, NHL. That was tough. Uh, MLB, all this trying to come up with different teams and by position of who has a name that sounds like they could wear an ascot. And it led to me doing this now at the All-Star break every year. Does it My question is... Do you think you have to have the name in order to wear the the wear to ascot, or do you think, like, say, some gentleman like Chris and I could start to naturally wear the ascot, and people will start to think that a Chris Denman or a Travis Terrell, those are now names that are a part of ascot society? No, they would just think you're wearing it ironically. They would look at okay. you as a hipster in a way. Oh, they're not of that ilk. So they're wearing it mm. in an ironic way. So that's okay. what I would think. I think, because look, the, when you look at especially these lacrosse names, you know where these people are coming from. I mean, eventually, they're going to be like the Habsburgs. Okay. There's going to be, you know, they, they only mix with their own. Mm. There, there's going to be, a, you know, it's, it's incestual. And eventually, they're going to have conditions that will allow them to you know, expire their lineage because that's going to happen when you just mix with your own and don't, you know, I can, get I'm curious though. And look giant foreheads and yeah. Good luck. Thing, huh? Good I'm luck. Curious. Good luck. Blue bloods. I'm, I'm curious. 
Um, but I, I think one thing we've seen, and it's well documented, is that African-Americans can step forward at any point and take over a genre, can yeah. take over a movement, can take over a style. So I'm curious, does the eccentricities of the ascot go away? Should people like myself or Chris begin to frequently wear ascots? So you're talking about appropriation. I am. I'm talking about the okay. opportunity to appropriate the ascot lifestyle. Now, I'm for that. I'm for someone trying to take that away because, yeah, it's rich people when we think of the ascot, right? Right. Yeah, who cares? I'm a poor person. What do I care? Um, so I'm for that. I don't know how you necessarily accomplish that, but I will tell you this. Black Twitter's pretty creative. I've observed that. Yeah. As I sit on the fringes, just looking over things, seeing what's going on. Um, don't Couldn't Cam Newton pull this off? Cam Newton most no certainly doubt. could. But then no it... No doubt, no doubt. But, like, Cam has some really outlandish stuff that he wears. I don't know Very that true. tradition, like, what he wears appeals to others. Mm-hmm. Is There's, the like, Cam's being Cam. Yeah. So, like, Cam is, like, trying to be him. I don't know if what he does appeals to has that mass appeal. I don't know because that, that's what you look. If you're going to appropriate, it has to have mass appeal, right? It can't just be a handful right. of folks. I don't know. It was gonna. It would take more than camp. Now, could he be the one who starts it off? Yeah, sure. But it's gonna take like you know, LeBron did those weird suit. What were those suits he was wearing several years ago? Was that a couple years ago they were wearing them in the in the postseason where they were like. Like not completely pants or even thing something like that. Like like even that yeah, didn't catch yeah. on. Like I didn't see that catching on anywhere. But here here's 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 my question now going forward because the only reason why rich people wear what they wear is because it's expensive, not because of the style. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if say things like ascots and top hats and monocles, if they became affordable and more people who say are a part of the middle class begin to wear those things, wouldn't that force rich people to change up their wardrobe? Because now everyone else is wearing it. So I'm curious as to what then would rich people wear if you made certain rich people clothing that are stereotypical to rich people more affordable to everyone else. So say I could start wearing ascots go on sale. Okay. Okay. Maybe so you they just would go, go back in time, time. And find like else. colonial. Okay. Like they'd take a, a, like, a ship that they've been hiding and yeah. really go back in time. Like, may, well, that, now that would be something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would then try and Very fake possible. being a rich person at that point. Got it. To mm-hmm. have that exactly. opportunity makes sense. Uh, but you know, maybe they try and appropriate like steampunk from the hipster. That's see, see, that's what I'm thinking. See, okay. I'm thinking that if the the more we look like rich people, the more crazier they're going to have to go to consider themselves. Now, you know, exclusive to the us, so they'll look richer. So I'm, I'm wondering right. if they're going to go back to but, powder wigs and things like that. Here's the pro- here's the problem. This is what you have to be able to do. Now you're talking about affordable, mm-hmm. but how they will basically differentiate themselves at that point is there would be, you know, there'd be like a question, like I don't know, shit. <laughs> There's always controversy about question, like you throw it on a census or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, right. what they would look at then is is the quality of what you're wearing like oh or who you know who made it Uh, like is that a brooks brothers ascot because if not Uh, then mm, 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 mm. 
Makes so sense. I think sense. that's how they would do it. Now, it, is that harder to observe? Most certainly. But people find a way. They people find do. a way to differentiate themselves. People find a way to, you know, show off their tribe more than others. True. Um, and that seems to be nature. But they will find a way to differentiate. And that would be my guess immediately. Where they would go to the quality. Is it a thick ascot? What is the pattern? Is it a classic traditional looking sure. one? Oh, what's mm, know, that's fair. So it would be something along the designs. Like you can't just go ascot and then, you know, Kanye can't put, you know, faces of Kanye on an ascot and think it's classy. It's not going to work. That's a good point. That's a good point. We certainly have, uh, we're dealing with a lot of quality and you know who else deals in quality? Oh, I don't know which one you're going to here. Gateway powder coating. Okay. That's okay. right. That's right. You see the, the beautiful colors behind us. Maybe you want to make one of your uh, your beautiful chairs on your uh, patio a, a nice green. Maybe it needs to be a blue for the Blue Stanley Cup victory. As long as it's metal, as long as it can be painted, it can be powder coated. That's right. Gateway powder coating, fast, durable, affordable, great partners of ours. Big shout out to Mark and the gang out at Gateway Powder Coating. You can find them online. Their social media is very active. They show all the great work they do. Find them on Facebook. Drop me a line. I can send you their way. Wonderful people. Wonderful, wonderful services at Gateway Powder Coating. Check them out online. Gatewaypowdercoat.com. Sponsor of ours here on We Are Live, everybody. <laughs> uh, joining, um, boy, I wanted to what rip a new one. What kind of shit is this? Or, <laughs> the, intern, the intern has sauntered in, and uh, boy, he's picked a handsome shirt to wear. I'll say that. <laughs> Look at that. What a shirt. I literally have the same shirt. Uh, what's you wear going it on? about three days a week. Yeah, well, there's always a version of it. And yeah. I've got a version of it on now. Why are you here at 8.16 a.m.? Uh, I just thought it'd be cool to be fashionably late. No, there's a reason. You're not a guy who just strolls in late. What's going Tommy. on? Anything? I, uh, Tommy, did you just have... Tommy got the six? <laughs> Tommy, did you just have the six? Uh, no. <laughs> So, oh. I was on my way here. I realized I was running out of gas, so I stopped to get gas. I would still be here by like 8.40. I started driving, but I hit a rock. Uh, I, I, it was like a big rock. Uh, this is pulling out of the gas station. I'm assuming it was probably in the middle of the lane of the street, probably driving down the middle of the road. No, I was, off, I was on the side of the road. Wait, so it's on the shoulder? Yeah, so it was on the shoulder of the road. Uh but like close, like I just missed the, anyway, I hit Jeez. this, it's like one of those like landscaping rocks. So it's really big. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't realize this was what caused it till I was like driving here. Uh, but then I was driving and then I started hearing this dragging sound. Like this. Oh, God. Sound. How? Please don't let it be a homeless person. Please don't let it be a homeless person. <laughs> How is it? Sound? It was like, it was like okay. it sounded like plastic dragging. Mm-hmm. So I pulled over, and like on the side of my car, like there's like this big piece of plastic that like guards stuff. Like you underneath guys, the car. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking. Well, that had come completely. It was almost completely off. I had just been dragging it. I'm glad I didn't get on the highway with that, because uh, it was just honest. Honest answers only, Tommy. Honest answers only. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? episode of friends were you watching on netflix when you were driving i don't like friends no i think friends is but you were i but wasn't you, but you were watching an episode no, of was, what rick and morty no no what no, were no. you watching i was listening to the last podcast on earth 
The video version or the audio? The audio. You okay? Okay. To understand why I hit this rock, you'd have to be at the gas station, but it's in a really bad spot. I also paid three dollars for gas, which is yeah. I have no money now. Anyway, uh, so. Yeah, right. Fine, I'll buy you lunch. You just had to ask. This is all a ruse oh. just to get a pizza buffet out of the deal. So the I didn't mention this, but the other day, Gardner was in my uh, mom's car, which I had to borrow because the car, <laughs> my car, was in the shop. I right? thought Travis right away would go. Wait, Gardner was in mom's car? What? No, 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 no. So Gardner was in my mom's car, and he goes to get out, and he goes to open the door. <laughs> and would you like to tell him what happened, Gardner? The door handle came off in my hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, if you weren't so hulkishly strong. <laughs> I don't you? know these powers. He I ripped have. it right out. I did not rip it. I it have a picture. No. Would you like no, to no. see the picture? Rip, rip insinuates that I grabbed it and just like yanked it off. You did? It, no, 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 no. It came off in my hand, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay. Like <laughs> I used no effort <laughs> at all, basically, to open the door. And it came off in my hand. Here's how I know he ripped it is because the door is locked. And I was like, Gardner, you have to pull the lock up. The electric locks don't work. And he's just pulling on it. And I go, Gardner, the I locks don't work. I wasn't yanking, though. And then it yanks out and it comes out. That's a, he rips that's it a out. wrong description. That's not a wrong description. That's exactly what happened. Just because I may have, in your car, also broke something. Knocked the dash off, in yeah. a way. But I, I apologize. I'm having really bad car luck. Um, so that's. That's a that's an unfortunate start to the morning. The black sheep does ask if Eugene showed up to give advice and destroyed your car. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, there was another problem. This piece was so long, I couldn't get it in my car, so I had to like mm. maneuver it in. Who? Oh no. <laughs> Excuse me. What? What'd you say? Said so I had to maneuver something in oh, my car. No. Keep my name. Keep oh, my name no. out your mouth. Oh, I should have known. Some bitch ass. I should have known. Oh God, I thought she was in summer school. Didn't she have summer camp this year? What happened? Don't mind your own. How does she? Oh, maneuver. How did you maneuver? How's your summer going? I'd be a lot better if I hadn't seen you. Oh, maneuver. I haven't even. Looking like I haven't even been in studio for nearly three months. <laughs> What bum? Did you steal that shirt from? <laughs> Manu, I ain't got time for this. We're going to stick to the rundown today. You are not going to ruin this show for us. You can't spell rundown. We have a rundown. Bitch. Oh, God. Look. You see the fat Maneuver. one and the skinny one wore the same shirt today? Yeah, I noticed that, too. I don't know why they dress alike. Pathetic. It is pretty pathetic. I'll give you that. Maneuver, know. aren't there some pools or Six Flags? Thank you. Okay, good seeing you, Maneuver. No, no, no. I got a scooter waiting on me. Shut up. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. All I need to do to become full Chris is get a tattoo on my left arm. Mm. What are you going to get? I didn't know you two were dating. This is kind of weird. Do you do that with people you date? Do you make them get tattoos like you do? <laughs> you guys are matching outfits. Yeah, That's kind do. of an you, accident. You put time. Yeah. Well, he, he put you in a tree like three days ago. So that's <laughs> that's like, not what just friends do. Like you you probably tapping it in order for you to, yeah, uh, I mean, but you only tapping it. You only do that to people you, you're tapping. No, it's like a stepdad and, relationship. 
I call him Dadman. Oh, wow. Dadman. Nice. Have you not seen Stepdad adult films lately? Okay. Jeez. No, 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 no. You must be confused with Dadman and Eugene and your actual father. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my actual father, he's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where he sits. I think the most, probably the most Hoosier gift I ever gave a girl was a tattoo. What? Yeah. Oh, you, you purchased you a tattoo bought the for tattoo somebody? For oh, I thought he gave it, it to her. Oh, like a, okay. Like a jailhouse tattoo. Yeah. I thought you like, poke. yeah, me too. Yeah. I was thinking like you took off. Took a hanger and lit it on fire and went oh, to that, town. That's yeah. not for tattoos. That's, <laughs> uh, that's not how you do tattoos. That's called brandy. Uh, oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. I've been thinking I'm going to oh, get a shoot. henna tattoo. A henna? Yeah. The one I it's bought. All the way up my it's like the fake tattoo. So that I don't have to feel pain. Can you, can I'm like, I honest to God, think sometimes, are you like purposely trying not to ever date again? <laughs> no. Fair question. No. So why do you say things like that out loud? Why do you say things like I'm going to get a temporary tattoo? I you guys you guys don't like temporary tattoos? I'm curious, has a woman ever said has a woman ever gone like, Oh my god, Tommy, these stories that make you sound incredibly unattractive is turning me on right now. Tell me more. They don't use those words. But why are you shaking like that? I get it on the rag, as the kids say. Excuse me, on the rag, Tommy. When was the last time you got some rag? Look. (laughs) <laughs> and tell her her when name. Was the last her, time you got or his name. Oh, he's getting def- using deflection as a defense. No, method. I'm just meaning he smoked on. <laughs> anyway, I'm fine. I got it going on. All right. <laughs> Can you clip that off? Can you clip that off? Audio? That was even the hand yeah. movements. I got it going on. Okay. She goes to the other podcast. I have met Rob Lowe. All right. Oh, it's... you're gonna meet someone else soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm meeting C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. The star I'm having of, dinner uh, with them. Of the star of that movie that was filmed here, or no? No. no he's he's see Thomas Howe. He was in that he's movie Black Boy. Me, right? He's he's Pony Boy in Outsiders. So why are you having dinner with him? Uh, so they're okay. So the guy from House of Pain, the the, the hip hop group. <laughs> I didn't tell you this, Gardner. No, you didn't. Uh, the guy from the house. Uh, <laughs> Travis's face just went, what the hell's happening? And it was like whenever, yeah, whenever you, the dog's confused, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so of course, I made yeah. the same movement with my You're head. You're having dinner with C. Thomas Howe, and of course, so the uh, guy, House of Pain is involved. The guy who. As you do. Uh, Danny Boy from House of Pain bought the house from the outsiders, okay. right? Okay. And he restored it because it was. Uh, run down and it was falling apart. Mm. So he bought it. He restored it because he thinks it's important to have around because it's like a uh, good movie for everybody. And so he's doing a ribbon cutting ceremony. And C. Thomas Howe will be there. Will you jump around at this house? I already told you I'm gonna get a picture with him, but jumping up and down. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So uh, me and C. Thomas Howell and Danny Boy will all have dinner together. Well, there's going to be other people there, too. My father will be there, yes. Who else? Uh, I don't know. Whoever else buys tickets. A group? Okay. Yeah. And then, Where uh, is the house? It's in Oklahoma. Tulsa. Okay. And then we get to do okay. a bus tour with uh, C. Thomas Howell. Now, why, why is C. Thomas Howell a thing? Why is this happening? He's, what do you mean, why is this happening? Well, just because he's pulling like, why? He's the main character in the movie that the house represents. So probably Oh, represents. I see. Okay. So, so now you're going to show up to like, Are you going to show up in blackface? Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Mm. He was in Soul Man. Okay. I also on this trip we're thinking about driving down to New Mexico to visit Patrick Swayze's ranch. That way we would have uh had a Oh, cuz cuz we can't meet 
Patrick Swayze anymore because we've met two of the three Curtis boys. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen Ghost? I have. I say, not, aren't you going on a paranormal trip here soon anyway? Yeah. Oh, I got to talk to Gardner about that afterwards. My dad can't go with me. Uh, so I might bring Gardner Bigfoot, Bigfooting with me. I don't get this show anymore. That's awesome. Don't worry, tomorrow's my last day. I just day got, on I just got so nervous and. You like, want to go to the Marion uh, Bigfoot conference with me? Well, let's, let's talk. Okay. Let's talk later right. because I can't Sorry, process. Sorry, I derailed this entire thing. No, see Thomas Howell though. The movie Side Out. He played Monroe Douglas, a beach volleyball movie. You guys ever see that one? No. Oh, I love that. No. Tell him who you were most excited for when you well, heard about this. Well, he was the Reaper in Criminal Minds. Yes, he was. That's not a spoiler, I guess. Is no, it's he not. He was. He was a very popular serial killer in Criminal Minds. He killed I a few people. hated him. Yeah. He killed a few important people. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He changed the entire show. So he's still... And he's still in the show. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's a thing. Hmm. Well, so see Thomas Hall dinner. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, yeah. And do you want me to mention anything to the guy from House of Pain? Do you guys want me to ask him any questions? Ask him uh, in the in the vein of me asking Lenny Dykstra about uh, Boy Meets World and his association with that. Ask them uh, how they felt about Mrs. Doubtfire having a seminal moment in the movie. Okay. With their song. Yeah. All yeah. right, I'll do that. Say, which, what movie soundtrack that you're, obviously that song's probably been played in nine million TV shows and movies, right? Yeah. Pretty iconic song. Just yeah. say, you know, which movie are you happy your song made it into and why is it Mrs. Let's look up. Let's look up what movies that song is in and ask them, or ask uh, Danny Boy, mm -hmm. uh, which of those movies is his favorite. I can How do that. How about that? that? Travis, did you wake up sad or something? Because you look real depressed. No, he was great till about six and a half minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to go see the Aquabats. It, it literally okay. took a matter of minutes before we started talking about C. Thomas Howe mm -hmm. and some weird dinner for schmucks that you've been invited to. And... I'm excited, man. Tommy, I just want you. I just want. I just want the best for you. Honestly, I do. I just want you to find a, a lovely lady to, to settle down with Why that can take that? care of your heart yeah, physically and emotionally. I'm a good. You have to meet a doctor. You really do. You well, you need to meet something because you have people frequently hitting on your bro. mom. You rob from your grandmother. You get a boner at the sight of Rob Lowe. These things do not make you appealing to other strangers and okay. i just want better for you i think gardner what'd you text my uh grandpa yeah i might have been an accessory in one of their deals the other day and not oh, realizing Jesus it until Christ, after the fact. I, like, oh it was... gardner did you did you buy a plate no i didn't buy a plate but tommy told me to text a number to somebody i didn't and hand me his phone and i just was he's dictating the number he sent to me, me the tracking he sent the tracking numbers for the dishes Jesus. I sold. Do they respond in Mandarin? Uh, I don't know. I just, and then I'm like, so what was that for? Oh, it's a track. And I was like, is this for those damn plates? And he's like, well, no. kind of. It yeah. wasn't for a plate. It was, it was for a sculpture. Yeah. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm now an accessory in whatever scheme they're running here now. Oh, Elder abuse. Awesome. Mm. Oh, goodness. Well, the show is, uh, is often moving, and it's often moving because of our, 
our friends at uh, Getaway Carts. That's right. Customize without limits is what you say. It's their low. It's excuse me. Their slogan: GetawayCarts.com, and they support the cart launch movement. Don't forget, if you're looking for a golf cart in the St. Louis area, Getaway Carts is where you take it. Uh, Gardner, we have issues with potholes in St. Louis, right? Yeah. I uh, I dodge many uh, throughout the day. Yeah. Kansas City man is a hero. Did you see this? I did. We have a guy who threw a th birthday party for a three-month-old pothole in Kansas City. Uh, I used to live in the neighborhood in which he did this. Waldo. Hmm. Very nice. Looks mm -hmm. familiar. <laughs> Got himself a cake. What he needs to do is fix all these potholes in St. Louis. <laughs> Can we get birthday guy, can we get my old neighbor to come uh, throw a party for an entire stretch of road through the St. Louis city? Look, I don't know who is a part of the committee for a Times Person of the Year, yeah. but I would like this individual to at least be nominated because this is brilliant. And yeah. I think every human being, no matter where you reside on the side of the aisle, no matter your political dogmas, I think you can absolutely relate to this individual here and the yeah. steps he took in order to finally get the city to fix that pothole. And they did. They subsequently came out immediately after that photo went viral. Uh, and as Chris pointed out, it was in Kansas City. So I even had a bunch of Kansas City friends hit me up because I had retweeted it in both Twitter and Facebook. And they were like, yeah, that's literally down the street from me. This guy's been doing this for years. He's been trying to get this to go viral, finally get some attention. And he ended up getting it taken care of, I think, like 24 hours after the picture went up on the Internet. Nice. And I think it's brilliant. I, look, we complain about St. Louis potholes till we're blue in the face. And they finally fixed the Compton Bridge, what, less than a month and a half ago. So I think if every St. Louisan were to just take the time, I know that it can cost money. But we spend three, four bucks a day on coffee if folks are to just go out and get a small cupcake and a candle, find the pothole that gives them the biggest pain in their ass, put it down on the inside the pothole, take a picture, send it on. I think that would be the best way to solve it. Imagine a city of cupcakes everywhere. We would mm -hmm. solve hunger would, and fix solve. potholes. Do we, do we like this method better than the guy spray painting dongs on potholes? Oh. No. To get them taken B care both of? Both work. Have you okay. seen that? Well, I would say choose your method. Like. We're, we're yeah. all looking for the same conclusion, right? We can get creative yep. in figuring Cupcakes out our method. Cupcakes and or dongs. Yeah. Why not do both? Mm -hmm. um, but yep. we can probably try and come up with our own as well. What Ding dongs. Ding dongs. I like Travis's a little better. Tra Tommy's was on the nose, but Travis's <laughs> Travis that Travis put some Terrellism on that one. What do we call them? Dong cakes. Dong, Dong cakes. cakes. I'm a mathmologist. Mathmologist as a term. Cow. What you got cows, there, Dong What are those cakes? things called? Barns. <laughs> Dong cakes, that sounds like something you would call someone. What you into, no, dong I cakes? Think, I think here's a way, and we can have a lot of fun with this. I, I think, like, everyone has something that just triggers them. And whatever it is, put it inside the pothole. If you are not a fan of, of Megan Rapino, put a photo of her in a pothole. Nice, put if Kaepernick kneeling don't over care one. For, yeah, yeah. If you don't care for... Yep. Oh, I don't like, I don't like seeing Kaepernick kneel. Put it over a pothole. It'll get fixed. 
Just things that you do not like, put it inside the pothole and people will ultimately take care of it. I think this man has started a movement. I want this to be the next fuck the bottle challenge. Let this cup dong cake pothole challenge. Is that a good for a hashtag? Can we get that? Dong cake pothole challenge. Okay. Does anybody know? Hold on, I'm looking off into the distance into my New York friends. Can I do? What do you guys think? Anybody have a pot big enough I could put Travis in? Travis? <laughs> Would you use Travis's face, his uh, his uh, amorous face that he was making backstage at the pageant? You know what I'm talking I, about? I have don't. you seen the Travis meme? No. Ooh, biting his lip. No, not that one. That's <laughs> that looked like you were in the uh, you were wh- where did where did he go in uh, Get Out? <laughs> That's the face he made. Never mind. Where do you oh, go yeah. and get out? It's a bad face. place. Oh no! Oh. Damn it, Travis. Tommy will put a Sorry. picture of Eugene in a in a pothole. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Never again. Travis, so is that your sister? That's what I was gonna say in the moment. She she was flattered by a tow truck driver, so I would hold your horses there, my friend. Sounded like she was appalled. She wasn't appalled. She was. She was like, was he hitting on me? Why was she? I feel like that's oh, she there said he it. is! <laughs> that's, those are be, hungry eyes, used, my friend. That's, I used to be in shape many, many moons ago. <laughs> oh. You look like a zombie from The Walking Dead. Oh man! If the zombie wanted to bang Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what was that face you were making a little bit Shut earlier, up. Travis? <laughs> Was that face you were making a little? No, not that one. The one that's top. The one my mom makes. What was that? Did you make that to Adam Carolla too? Oh man, I sure hope not. Uh, oh man, what are we? What's happening here? We were talking about potholes. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, that's where he is. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? I, I, I mentioned it briefly. Randy Carricker, Judge Stacy Static from the Static Podcast, from right here at Midcoast, judged. Kevin Johnson from the Post-Dispatch. Uh, do you guys ever, how do you guys feel about situations like this where you're judging others in a somewhat important competition thing? I, uh, I felt oh, a little bragging. bit weird. Hmm? Somebody, I, yeah, no. I was going to ask, but you kind of just brought it back up. And, I'm, I, and I think I speak for talented people when I ask this question. Why, why did you, of all people, feel confident in judging comedians? I've done it for four years. Uh, I think the track record speaks for itself. The first three winners, all very, very deserving of this. So, and uh, friends of yours, sure, absolutely. Tina Deball, Ray Williams, and Nathan Orton, those bums. Yeah, hang out with them or find them. That's interesting. Fun. They have those three individuals appeared a lot on any of our shows in the past. I don't know which seven appearances for each of them you're talking about. <laughs> and haven't you done their podcast or? Some of their shows and events for them several times as well. No, because yeah. he doesn't do being, stuff. Being obviously uh, very, hmm, very aggressive in your. I'm not being aggressive. I'm just curious. Uh, I sir, just think this back. is interesting that they You're keep inviting me back. How <laughs> was it? Did you see that he made a threatening move towards me? Yeah, I, I was uh, at uh, the Galleria <laughs> last night, and that was the place to be. Like all of the. All of the cool people were there, let me tell you. I'm sure. All of the cool people. Why didn't you pop down to the contest? I was. Hmm. I was there. Hmm. I left before it started because I didn't want to watch. But I was there. Nathan Orton asked me if I wanted to get on the fast track to diabetes. Oh, good. When he saw me at Annie Ann's. So. <laughs> 
Always. I was. Always <laughs> judging. I was always buying a. Vi- always vigilant. I was in the middle of buying a pretzel, and Nathan walks up and he goes, "You want to get on the fast track to diabetes?" And the guy who was at the register just went. <laughs> like it was the ninth time he'd heard that today. Man, I'm just trying to have a pretzel, and Nathan's gonna tell you you're on your way to diabetes. <laughs> No, I would feel comfortable at judging my peers, so I don't know how that felt for you. Well, when you've but... shown up, you've been a judge at this in the past. And he's not one of their peers. Crazy, right? Well, that's the point I was getting to. I'm curious, why not say, you know, someone funny, or maybe judge funny people? I'm curious as to the decision that went behind them choosing you. I get Kevin Johnson. He's a reputable journalist in the city of St. Louis. <laughs> Stacy, of course actually has a following and a successful podcast. But you, Chris Denman. What about Randy Carricker? What do you have to say about Randy? He's funnier than you, Travis. What do you have to say about Randy? Well, Randy Carricker, he's only been a media staple in the city of St. Louis for the last three decades. But you, Chris Denman. I almost recorded us just chatting. I was like, this would be a great podcast, One of my golf buddies. Oh, get out of here. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Nice. You were you were ripping me a new but one. But I was just curious. Like I like no, I wasn't ripping you a new one. Like for example, I'm what people call talented. Tommy is what talented. people in particular. Gardner is talented. So Are I'm curious what group of people no. or what individual came up to you and said, "Hey, Chris Demon, you're talented." And what did they say you were talented at? Oh, Nathan Orton, whatever he called me out, he said uh, the extremely talented and one of my great friends, Chris Denman, is a judge from We Are Live. He said the anchor of We Are Live, Chris. Just did a line of blow okay, I on my mama's that. dining room. <laughs> what? What's Tell me I'm one? not talented. Why have I, I keep hearing new ones of these? <laughs> you come up with that on the fly. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be good at jazz. I, <laughs> really... I, just, I just came up with that on nothing. I wouldn't mm. mind to have black neighbors. That's a lie. I mm. really do want to see what... Chris's uh, <laughs> notes were, though. Like, Great. Uh, what were your notes, Chris? Blonde girl. Hot. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Killed it. Made me But laugh. only a 4 out of 10 funny. <laughs> uh, there were, uh, yeah. There, not, Guy not in not leather vests. Not too many notes. He's fine. Yeah. How many not, black comedians as cool did as you me. send through the next round, Chris? I'm so, he's cutting out. Is his mic off? How many did black comedians him? did you send through the... Did you? did you mute him? I can't hear him. No. How many he can hear me. He knows you can oh, hear me. No. How many black, how many black comedians? New York sounds like... How many black comedians? Everyone stop talking. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. What's, it, what's interesting? I can't hear him. You can't hear him. No, I can't hear him. Oh, oh then if he can't hear me, then, then he won't hear this. JPD, if you listen, <laughs> hey, baby girl. Hey, hey, I just want to. Uh, mm? It's back. Oh, wow. Sounds about Hey, Chris, that. I got a quick question. It's back. Uh, there were many... no black comedians performing last night. <laughs> you show me a city. <laughs> Prove it through numbers, mister. Like St. Louis has a large black population. Javon Bibbs, was he like, ha- was he, did he fall asleep last night? Was he not available for the contest? Well, you do have to sign up for the contest, so I don't, I wouldn't think he would sign up for it. I judged one okay. year. Do we know who went through? Yes, um, your Hispanic Granite City brethren. Good. Ronaldo. Good job, Ronaldo. He was very funny. He's just like 20, and he's funny. Granite City, a hotbed <sighs> of comedy. Yeah, big time. Don't say uh, that out loud. I love Ronaldo, but he's getting more work than me right now, and I'm just oh, there it is. Boots. There you would I'm really. I'm so jealous of my best friend, Max. Uh, Max Price. <laughs> Max Price had a great set. That was uh, that was Divas. wonderful. Uh, he did a wonderful job. Uh, Will O'Donnell, who we love, 
uh, made it through, and uh, I'm not trying to be rude, but a Spencer guy who I've never seen before. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's who made it through. And then there were two or three comics that I was like, I'd be real mad if I didn't make it through after they, uh, they did really well. It was a great show, top to bottom, but contests are weird. Definitely. Mm. So, yeah. There you well, go. especially when your friends are in it. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo, he's uh, doing really well. So yeah, did I'm a great proud job. proud of him. So. Will's really funny. Uh, all mm. those people are funny. They all deserve it. I can't. I, it, Tom, it, you it, sound it, a little bit jealous. Yeah. Uh, in two weeks, on the 22nd, I will be performing in my semifinal round at the Funny Bone. Please come out and help me. The one it's you barely made. You barely made that round. See what right. happens when you, you see you you lay in bed with him for a little bit, and then when you're laying what? in bed, what I'm, you're I'm close just to, saying. Do you remember when I walked off the he show yesterday? He doesn't cuddle. He doesn't. I'll cuddle. do that again. He's not a cuddler. Mm-mm. Tommy, do you want me to write some of your jokes? They all have right. to. They have to all bash white people though. <laughs> Tommy, I can help you. Tommy, there's nothing wrong to ask for professional help. Do you want me to help you write jokes? He's Travis he's Chestnut Checkers. Tommy. I'm Tommy. way mm-hmm. funnier than Chestnut Checkers. Chestnut Checkers. Tommy, I'm asking though, if do you want real help? Like I, I've heard your jokes. I've heard your jokes. They're adorable. They're getting there. They're getting better. But I mean, I don't. You know my credentials, right? <laughs> Tommy, I can Travis. help. My bucket list to make my own Blake Griffins. I just want to make a plethora of Blake Griffins. I think black redheaded children are fun. Stuff like that. So, Why are they fun? You want that? You, you want that? Exactly. You want that in your set? You can have it. Fucker, I'm it funnier you. than you. Anyway. No, he took it. He oh, took man. the he took it. He's God. legitimately mad now. Oh. He's legitimately mad. Tommy, long. you're not even funnier than your best friend Ronaldo. He's already <laughs> just <laughs> Tommy, why? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, you got guys like Will O'Donnell already passing you up. So I'm saying, how often are you going to sit by and watch other comedians in St. Louis pass you by? Why not ask for help? Okay. Now, Tommy, this is where you have to find your way out. You're in the upside down right now. No, I'm curious. No, I know know other comedians that are your age. So I know, like, you know, Cameron Keyes. Cameron Keyes is actually traveling across the country. He's in New York. He's in Atlanta and in L.A. He's your same age, and he's already out here doing major shows with Cedric the Entertainer and Dave Chappelle. So I'm curious, since you two are the same age, Cameron asked for Are my help curious? and look where he is. Are you curious? I'm curious. How can I help? How can I help you, Tommy? Let no, me be a fake. resource for you. That's fake. Tommy, is... let me let me help you, Tommy. This is woke bully. This is woke bully, Travis. <laughs> Not at all. Look, no, Tommy, you're disingenuous. And... You're being disingenuous. Tommy, if you want Pokemon. collaborators, okay. Look, you can catch all the Pokemon you want. You won't catch more sets. You won't catch more tour dates. You won't catch more women. You won't catch more talent. How are you going to expect to get an agent if you don't have somebody helping you get By to where you want to go? quitting a morning show. <laughs> That's why I quit. Okay. So wait, so you're quitting uh-huh. now? Well, Travis will do that. He's angry. People. Okay. Yeah. He'll run he's angry. Off. He's mad. I understand he's under- Look, I understand he's upset. He's trying to figure out how does he move on in his career, and there is this African-American gentleman. See, he grew up in Granite City. So he's been told to not trust my people. Hey, and so Tommy, I'm trying to help him. Point, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm not going to You can call him, him a motherfucker now. 
I already have. <laughs> don't, don't subscribe no, to, no, the, no, no. to the don't, gar- gar- don't be some fucking woke bully and then try and paint entire groups of people like that shit. Mm. You know that's also, so fucking bullshit. Also, we have uh, we have bro- <laughs> brooding explosions. And I had to up. help Tommy out here, okay? And also, who wants to take how to respond to thing advice from Chris Gardner? Oh my God, <laughs> this is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I just seen caught in my a legendary life. Pokemon. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's good, cool. Tommy. And Disengage. Cameron Keys has got another major set in another major city. So, hey, Ronaldo Tommy, just moved on to another Tommy, round. Tommy, it's all right. I'm going to show you a little video here. This is who's trying to give you advice, okay? All right. Do you agree that you smoke? <laughs> Do you agree that you smoke pot? Oh, right then. Sorry. Hey, Alan. Show's over. You know what? I'm not some smo here. Uh-huh. Thank you, Dr. Phil. Uh, we have a friend uh, by the name of Matt. He's a media yeah, outlaw. I, I was drinking one of those metal straws. What are you talking about? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. One second. No one saw that. Besides what? me. What? No, what happened? happened? Tommy, that shirt. Travis. The great what? shirt, right? What's he doing? Did My you see him turn shirt. his head? Huh? Was he talking to somebody? What? No. No, I'm doing nothing. I don't know what Travis no, was talking Travis, about. Do what you just did right now. Do it. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Gardner. No. I think Gardner's lost his mind. Put it I think back he's in your crazy, mouth. guys. Put it back I think in your Gardner mouth. Gardner has completely gone crazy was have we, have we guys checked on gardner's medication what is do you agree that you smoke pot <laughs> that's that is right that now? is that is not happening right now wait at did all. you just do that <laughs> hey the shirt denman's wearing in that video is the same one i'm wearing now <laughs> mine that one has pineapple trees oh, not, okay. not to not to not yes and you but uh yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. that was yesterday's show. Mm, it certainly was. You mm. can go back and watch that uh, or download it on iTunes. I just, I just feel bad for Tommy. Uh, Tommy, and I understand why you're on Pokemon Go. I get it now. I get it. And if you, and if you're afraid to take that next step in your career, I can, get, I understand that too. You're young. Look, Meredith is going to continue to date hotter comedians. Like other female comedians are going to date hotter comedians because they're better and they're funnier. So if you if you're fine with being in the corner, lonely, stuck in trees, waiting for Chris Demon to pick you up every three days, then fine, go go with it. But that's I mean, look, there we hey, go. Fine with me. <sighs> I, I meet with professionals. I, I you know I'm meeting with an agent on Monday. Maybe you've heard of him. I, I'm meeting with studios. Bringing him coffee. So. Not you didn't say that, his name. Yeah. <laughs> you just said maybe so, you've I'm heard of him. Away. <laughs> Obviously, I hadn't because you didn't name a name. Agents, man. You just gotta know them. I like that move, Tommy. Though. Maybe you've heard of them. Don't let this pro- look, look, Tommy. And look, what's what's happening right now is that Gardner and Chris—they're keeping you from your blessing. Like they're, they're, you see, what they're telling you to do is put your pride up before opportunity. And right now, I know that deep down inside that you may hate me, but you know I'm right. You know you're gonna need help, and so why not lean on someone like me to help you? What, what's what's wrong? I will be your mentor. All you have to say is, Travis, please. You're a loser. Can you be my mentor? Huh? In every you other aspect shits, of your life, you're a you, loser. You literally oh, have no. shits of plastic underneath your car. You literally drive in the middle of the lane while watching Hulu. You what have no have women. You get, you get nothing on the red. What is, no, what does that women have to do with my talent? Women are embarrassed to go no, out on dates with you. No, connect the two. I'm connecting you to you. No, Let you're me not. see. 
Tommy's comedic career, women not wanting to be with you. I'm just, look, there's a point where you're going to have to realize that you're the common denominator and that you're keeping yourself from finally achieving your goals. And I'm trying to be that vessel to carry you through. And because of your relationship with Gardner and Chris, you're preventing that from happening. Stop listening to people who aren't talented and listening to someone who is actually successful. We had Tommy actually talented has been five minutes ago. Yeah, he, he's not. <laughs> if he was a motivational me. speaker, he'd be Tony Slobbins. Like, what, what, like, Here's what's... the thing. It doesn't matter what he's saying right now as long as he says it in a certain tone yeah, and certain exactly. rhythm. That's all that really matters. Yep, that's where he's at. Uh, Tommy, we've got the, the great let American me race. help you. Okay. All right, you ready for the Great American Race? Tommy, yes or no? Do you Let's accept Travis's offer of I'm uh, not going to talk. I don't care about him. He's not cool. He's not <laughs> funny. He's not talented. He doesn't matter. Oh, man. He, this, Great American Race up now. Gardner, what do we have? Uh, no open uh, is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, can you whistle the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance for this or something? It's time for the Great American race. How does this work, Gardner? We have the scoreboard up there. You see there, it's at 8.50 for both of you. I think we're going to go back to where Does Travis, Travis lose point loses because he's a dick? No, <laughs> no. I have to be non-biased That's a fair here. question. But I'm knocking 50 points off Travis because of systematic racism because the scoring we use is a credit score. So you start with this 850. This is also true. So Travis starts at 800 because of systematic racism. You each have a story or something to provide that is supposed to make the other's culture look bad in a way. Not terrible, hey, terrible bad. Like, we try to stay away from, you know, murder. Unless it's a really funny death, then, you know, maybe that's okay then. Like a Darwinism takes hold type deal. But we try to stay away from that. But uh, So each of you... Have your stories, and then I decide, as you provide the details of those stories, what your scores should be. And I'll do it throughout. I'll adjust the scores throughout your discussion. And um, at the end of the month, we'll see who has the higher score when we do it once per week. Okay. And that'll be the winner of the Great American Race for that month. We kind of blew it last week. We had, or not last week, but last month, just because we had some stuff going on. But we, we did not have a winner last month, we'll say. Okay. So okay. let's start with Chris today. Hmm. Chris will start with his story for the Great American Race. Uh, Travis, you could say uh, basketball was uh, perfected by white folks. Uh, the good doctor, uh, Naismith. Oh, familiar with him? Good start. Uh-huh. I am. Huh? Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, this is a good start. Wholesome, wholesome, humble beginnings. Peach baskets, right? A guy with the doctor. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've got a story. Um, it's very, very upsetting, and uh, it's, he's blown it again. Uh, Lamar Odom, familiar with him? Star. I am. Island. He was a yes. He is a uh, world-class NBA all-star. But he also starred at the University of Rhode Island. Never, ever forget that. They've never been relevant since, and uh, that. But Lamar Odom uh, got back into basketball, and he's already been kicked out of the Big Three. This is super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. This. Super embarrassing for you. He literally right? just started last week. He and literally started five days ago. And he's gone. He is out of the league already. Uh, <laughs> nervous about being embarrassed on the court. 
and he wasn't prepared to compete with his fellow ex-NBA Hoopers. The big three, if you guys don't know, it's kind of a senior circuit for former professional uh, <laughs> basketball players. And uh, it's more more show than it is necessarily massive, crazy competition. But uh, it's fun. It's uh, meant to be an all-star-ish type league. And Lamar Odom already gone. So, Travis, you and your people why? put him on a pedestal. Does it say why he's gone? He didn't want to embarrass himself. He was not ready to play. So he came unprepared. And uh, <clears throat> that why Travis went to New York, too? He want to embarrass himself here? Yeah. St. Louis is the mecca of entertainment, as we all know. Um, and this is a statement from them as the premier professional three-on-three league in the world. We are always striving to improve the quality of both the live and broadcast experience for our fans, as well as the level of competition. Statement read, and uh, <clears throat> Odom had barely played for uh, the enemy's team as he had two points and four rebounds on the oh, entire season. This is an interesting story. This is an interesting story on several fronts because, as we know, uh, Lamar has been dealing with addiction and mental issues. So it's... It's interesting that you would choose a story uh, about a black man dealing with these issues uh, who admits to the, his employers and, and those around him that he wasn't physically ready, uh, probably wasn't mentally ready. But, yeah, sure, let's uh, let's make fun of a guy who is struggling to get his oh, life no. together, who's had multiple heart attacks, who was almost on his deathbed, a guy that was in a coma for nearly a month. Uh, yeah, let's take the time to bring him down because he wasn't ready to play in three-on-three basketball league. No, you please, the, Chris, go, go on. Tell us more about how people with mental and addiction issues have problems getting their life together. You took the bait because this is on the culture as a whole. Who, who was there mm-hmm. to step up for him to tell him, don't do this, don't embarrass yourself? No, it was your culture that was greedy and wanted him there to showcase him for his talents and use him for probably Ice Cube, Ice Cube, who recognized that maybe Lamar wasn't ready, didn't want to put him in a situation that he was prepared for, so he he wouldn't embarrass himself. So a black man stepped up and and made sure that he didn't embarrass himself for his legacy. And and to leave it to Chris, leave it to someone from Farmington, leave it to someone whose last few girlfriends have been white, leave it to someone who loves being white, who wakes up every morning and says he loves being white, leave it to someone who wears the shirts that you wear. Yeah, we haven't. Don't lie for him. You don't have to do yeah, that. That's okay. Fair, I see you're happy to put little boys into trees, but you're attacking Lamar Odom now? Yeah. This is interesting. Lamar Odom okay. could have put him up on like a way taller branch, too, to be fair. That's also very I'm true. I'm not a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult. Uh, so yeah. I guess it's went over Travis's head a bit, but uh, the, the black folks in charge did not do Mr. Odom any favors, and they set him up for embarrassment. And you know what? It's now being publicized by many different black publications clowning on him and uh, going after that. So, I don't know. I mean, if you don't want to take responsibility for the actions of your culture, sure, that's fine. I mean, hey, man, hey, if it's sport around here to start making fun of people with addiction and mental illness, then I guess Chris is going to win this contest because, especially, like, if I was a scorer of this, if I was a scorer of this story, I would recognize that this is kind of an embarrassment to my own people. Because why would you attack someone with addiction? We don't know their story. We don't know what they're going through. So I think if you are scoring this competition, if you are deducting points from me because another white man's making fun of an African American's addiction to depression, then I think you know that says something about you, the scorer. But that's just that's just me. Do do whatever makes you feel comfortable, and apparently making fun of people who are less fortunate is the way to go for this game. 
Uh, I'm a professional judge, as we discussed earlier, and mm. I'm not going to tell Gardner how to do his job. So, Gardner. No, no, not at all. You shouldn't. The Gardner like is doing a great smoke, job of just like you should be able to smoke inside, people. Gardner. You, <laughs> oh. you take your own choices here. I've I've knocked thirty points off of Travis so far. I'm going to take Lamar Odom points. was a persecuted smoker. That guy used to smoke a ton of crack, and here's Gardner. <laughs> and now, oh, now, now, oh, now, I guess that particular persecuted smoker is different from his persecuted smoker. It's interesting. That's um, cool. I mean, I understand the fine line. You guys like moving goalposts. But it's interesting. I would imagine someone like Gardner, who's, who's gone through my a lot part. of things that he's gone through in his life. You would think Gardner could relate to Lamar Odom. I guess he My can. favorite part is when you pander Travis, and then when you don't get your way, you throw the fit right away. That's just like yeah. that. That's not, not just a character play in a, in a stupid segment on a show. That's, that's who he is. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, like I'm gonna. Uh, I've only knocked thirty points off. Remind you, remember you started with eight hundred. I'm gonna knock ten more points off though, uh, to benefit Chris because he did get a Jane Naismith, uh, reference in there. So I'm gonna give him. Oh, for the love of God, are yeah. you kidding? That pandering did work. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rock chalk, Mr. Gardner. Yeah. Oh, look at that. See. So. Oh come on. That felt real dirty coming out of my mouth. Well, uh, now that, that was unnecessary pandering, so Travis gets 10 more points. Come on! Uh, yeah. You don't get to say, I did it, and then uh, take it back. And then say how bad it hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis, what do you have? I have video. That's oh. all I have, my friend. And I think the video will speak for itself. Roll that beautiful bean footage when you have a chance, Mr. Gardner. Now we have the pulse variation. Nightclub. <laughs> Is that Elaine from Seinfeld? As now it's an the swivel pulse. <laughs> this is an outtake from Stranger Things too. Followed by funky isolation. Oh, oh I got that one. Keep it tight. Those are the people at the party emulating the people that did a bunch of blow and dancing, and they weren't cool enough to get invited to the blow table, and finally, right? the dance off. Oh. The dance off. Oh, no! Careful with those shoulders, Karen. Oh. Oh, what's that? Travis, why are you making us watch this? Oh, my God. Where, where did you find that? I have to, of course, give credit where credit is due. Black Twitter doing their job, going through, mining through the Internet, finding situations where, look, and I've said this before on this show, I get why white people appropriate culture because you lack it yourself. So you have to jump on other cultures because of what your culture lacks. And this is just another example of what it, what you guys go through every day. And it's, and I would, I get now why you guys get so angry with, with not being able to say the N word. I get why you guys get so angry when athletes celebrate in the end zone. Like I understand, like when you see something that black people do and do very well, it's in your soul to want to try to do it too. And it brings me great joy watching you struggle. Uh, to keep up and things like 
you know, dancing and rhythm and things like music. And so this is just another prime example of your culture uh, trying to be hip, cool, relevant, and you struggle to do so. Uh, and, and like, I, what's sad is that dance was passed on to your parents and then your parents pass it on to you and then you pass it on to your kids. And so it's a generation of just rhythmless, seasonless, uh, mediocre mm. uh, Caucasian Americans attempting to dance. Look how difficult that was. And not only was it difficult for you guys, you had a guy in a dirty ass blazer and tacky ass khakis describing the dance moves, the funky isolation, the funky isolation. Think about that word. Think about that term, funky how, isolation. Do you know how, how stupid do you sound? That's so and I, and I, I just... Him? I'm not attacking him. I, I just think that that is an example of where white America is today. Um, you guys haven't changed. You continue to do those same dumbass moves at weddings. Hmm. I've seen it. I was at a wedding literally three weeks ago, and I saw those moves on display. And I want better for you guys. I, I want I want this to be. I want you to do better. And that video is an example of not doing better. So pass that around to your cookouts this summer. Uh, email that to your grandmother so she can email it to her friends. Post this on the Friends of Wall page and let all of our white brothers and sisters know that we're here to support them. But those kind of moves will no longer be tolerated. All right. That was embarrassing. I knocked 100 points off. Jesus. <laughs> that was brutal. I see. If you're gonna if you're gonna dip into the '80s for this, it's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get bad. That's fine. That's fair. Oh, yeah. I will. No. There's that, a whole those dance moves reminded me of Tommy's routine. That website. The, those dance moves remind me of Tommy's jokes. Like none of them landed. None of them had any rhythm. They completely lacked self awareness. It was it was exactly Tommy's stand up. In fact, I mean, let's call that video Tommy's stand up. That's how bad it was. I'm going to turn off Tommy's headphones. 9.04, which means break's coming up soon. See you guys later. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Um, there so, it is. Oh, he's going to go cry. Oh, is he crying? When did, did Travis become such baby? a show killer? Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, sure. oh. What do we, uh, so what do we have for the great American race <laughs> other than the travesty of you uh, dropping 100 points off me? Well, I did drop 100 points off you, but I'm going to add a few more points to you, Chris. Sorry, I did that for Travis. Uh, oh, Travis, I'm back to 800. Because Travis is being such an asshole. Today, oh, wow. So. <laughs> Tommy's redeemed. I like that. I'm, hey, I'm very happy with you that. You be a motherfucker, you get it back, motherfucker. Mm, 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 mm. Well, there Fair. you have it. So <laughs> that's where we sit. We'll get back to uh, the great American race. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, next I'll, week. Take, I'll, I'll, I'll take 10 more points out. Just because that, that video was really bad. It was it really was. bad. It hurts, too, because that dude who was narrating it, 1 million percent, like, was still. <laughs> Tell, like his mom was still holding out that he was bringing a wife home I at a was, certain point, and he just had to keep being like, oh, "I'm a bachelor, mom." I thought like it was that guy <laughs> was definitely Blake Carrington from the television show Dynasty at first. When I first, <laughs> I've never seen I it, used but to watch I, that with my mother. That's amazing. Uh, we will take a break. Big thanks to Tech Electronics for uh, all the wonderful equipment we have in the studio. Be sure to use them if you need uh, fire alarms, mm -hmm. any kind of tech needs in the St. Louis area. 
make sure to hit up Tech Electronics. They do so much more than just uh, provide great studio equipment. You can check them out online, techelectronics.com. Quick break here at Midco Studio. We'll be right back.